You obviously know Kung Fu. Hi, this is Sarah Chang, actress, producer, and action director. You're listening to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Welcome to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Adjust your speaker box, sit back, relax, and remember, your Kung Fu may be good, but mine is better. Joining me tonight, all the way from Taipei, Taiwan, uh, actress, stuntwoman, producer, champion martial artist. You've seen her work in Bleeding Steel, Wolf Warrior 2, as well as The Trigonal and the upcoming Circle of Bones, Sarah Chang. Sarah, thank you so much for joining the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Hi. It's great to be here. It's great to have you. Uh, I tried to reach out to you uh, to get you on the show many years ago. I don't know if you remember it, but um, I'm glad to finally have you on the show. I don't know why um, that didn't happen because I'd love to uh, uh, have a talk. So <laughs> sorry about yeah, that. No, no, worries. <laughs> no worries. No worries. It's great to finally have you. But um, so uh, let's start off with a, a couple of life changes that have uh, that have gone on for you. So uh, many congrats on the arrival of baby Callie. Yay. Thank you. Thank you so much. How old is she now? Uh, she's six months and six months and two weeks. Wow. So do you even remember what it's like to sleep through the night? <laughs> well, yeah, I do definitely miss sleeping through the night. But uh, yeah, it's been <laughs> it's been amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so many things have happened this year. I produced my first movie, which was Circle of Bones. Oh, that's that awesome. That was during five months pregnant. Whoa, really? Yeah. How hard was that? Um, it was it was difficult. Um, it was a bit difficult because my bump was <laughs> was getting bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, within like the you know um, couple weeks production, you can sort of see like a difference. Like my tactical vest started like coming up a little. <laughs> That was a bit difficult. I think there are some shots that we couldn't really use anymore. <laughs> That's cool. So, so Callie is a uh, movie star before she was even born. Oh yeah, oh yeah, most That's definitely. Cool. <laughs> well, I had you know blood on my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> so, when does uh, her uh, martial arts training actually begin in earnest? It's already begun. Um, we wake up every morning. She kicks us in the face. <laughs> She has like the most amazing thighs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I feel like she's already started because she's already seeing um, Vince and I train at the gym all the time. So she sees us like, you know, fighting um, and training, hitting the bags, and she mimics us. So cool. babies are so intelligent. <laughs> so training's begun. <laughs> Yeah, she's got uh, some pretty awesome role models there. You're a Wushu champion. So how did your journey in the the whole martial arts field begin? Um, well, let's just say my dad, he was a Wuxia movie fan. Mm. <laughs> and um, he read all the Wuxia stories. And he pretty much like forced us to take martial arts classes at a very Really? Was it really a case of where you felt like you were being forced to take it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, from what I read on uh, about you, you struggled with that a little bit, right? The, the whole world of martial arts, because what, when you were taking it, it was 
I mean, it was pretty much a boys club. Mm-hmm. Did you face a lot of that opposition when you started training where you felt like you were kind of like out of place because you were a girl doing it? Um, I feel like inside like, the Wushu community, inside the, the gym, it was more like a safe space. But I felt like for me, I felt a lot of pressure outside like meaning when I was at school I would tell people I went to like ballet practice (laughs) like I felt like it was like a weird thing to do as a girl and so I mean that's kind of a very like looking back at it's extremely ridiculous but at that time you know I I thought it was like so weird and everyone would think I was completely weird (laughs) you know yeah yeah, i do find that really interesting though because uh why did you find it weird specifically was it a gender thing or was it uh, just the uh practice itself i think it was both a gender thing and also like a race thing because i grew up in near washington dc so basically very like mostly caucasian you know neighborhood i grew up uh, next to the ca and langley high school um (laughs) and uh so I guess for some reason I was not always in my skin, I guess, Um, both um, racially and also because I was also, you know, doing this like very male dominated sport. So I guess I felt very shy about it. And so, yeah, I don't know. At the young age, I felt felt that way. But later on, um, we did, I I was in the orchestra and we did this um, TOTS concert and I got to play Mulan and I showed off my wushu skills. Cool. <laughs> and then everyone was like blown away, like, "Oh wow, this girl can kick ass! That's 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 crazy!" And then after that, I like owned, like I owned up to it, like, "Yeah, guys, I can do this." It's like looking <laughs> back is so stupid, but it's, it's just such a funny way that it that it kind of expressed itself. <laughs> that's so awesome. Yeah. That if you're gonna overcome that shyness, that's that's the way to do it. Where you you know you you throw it out there on stage and get right, instant right, validation, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> that's cool. Well, as someone who who's uh, seen it uh, from that end, what is your take on it now? Is it is it a better situation now for girls to, to take martial arts? Because I have three daughters and they're taking martial arts with me, and I I make it a point to to make sure that they don't feel like it's a boy girl thing at all so um yeah i think it's definitely um very accepted and i mean equality and in, in martial arts is it's not a male or a female thing anymore you know going for your dreams is so readily accepted now so now people really embrace their passion uh, you know no matter what it is and it's like a strong woman era you know like jump started by la femme nikita and then yeah. now it's like wonder woman atomic blonde and Anna, like all of, I mean, if you look through Netflix, you look through all the like latest movies, they're all female leads, you know, like strong is sexy and it's like, it's the big thing. And for me, um, now embracing motherhood, um, I feel that even stronger, you know, like I, I have this desire to show people, oh yeah, I'm a woman. I can have a baby and I'm like a mother and I'm like so strong. I can do all these things, you know, I can breastfeed my baby and I can also like go shopping at the same time you know or like I can eat at the same time I can like do like all these things like 
all these things I couldn't have imagined I could do before. <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely the pinnacle of admiration for what mothers are able to do because just the physical part of it is something that no guy on the planet would ever submit themselves to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You're from a martial artist to a stunt woman to acting. How did you make that transition? Was that always going to be a part of your overall plan or was martial arts going to uh, lead to something else or, or was it just going to be something that was always uh, on the side? So um, martial arts for me was definitely like my passion, but um, I never intended it to be my like career. And also when I was little growing up, you know, since I did wushu, people would be, Oh, you're going to be like an action star. And I'm like, no, I can't be an actor. I have all these wrong misconceptions when I was little. I don't know why. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't be an actor because I can't lie. Like, actors are liars. <laughs> like, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> but, um, yeah, later on, I, I somehow found myself in um, stunts. And um, I got into this car accident. <laughs> and like this is the first car stunts I've ever done in my life like I was just kind of new to the game I didn't really know what was, what was going on I was like oh this is dangerous although I mean of course I always thought it was extremely fun and invigorating but I like didn't realize how like how dangerous it is to do to do stunts and that's when I was like whoa okay uh, maybe I should you know look into being an actor and after that, I took several acting classes. I studied at the Central Academy of Drama, and I fell in love with acting. And um, I made it a point not to take uh, stunt jobs anymore. And that's how I made the transition. I think definitely um, it's really difficult to make the transition from stunt woman to actress, honestly, because it is still a boy's world, obviously, for stunts. And if you're a you know, female that can do action and you can, you know, take the falls, you can do all that. It's, it's rare to find. So an action director or a director, if they can't find a stunt woman, they would rather have you as a stunt woman if you can do all that stuff. So it's kind of like, you just have to, you know, make it a point. Okay. I'm an actress. I'm an actress. I'm an actress. And then you just have to like, you know, separate those, those two. And of course, you'd be your own someone. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, when you first started stunts, what was the, the thinking on going into stunts in the first place? Because uh, speaking as an Asian kid, if I told my parents that I was going to go into stunts, they would have slapped me around and, and <laughs> you know, put me back in front of a book or something. But how did that happen for you? So um, I met this friend, Michael Tan. He was doing this uh, music video, and um, he knew that I was um, like this wushu champion. And the music video is a five girl like band, and so he was like, "Okay, this is not going to work out." And he's like, "Why don't you come and help me out in this music video?" And I was like, "Okay, that sounds fine." So I went on the set. I thought it was so much fun, and then he introduced me to Jimmy Hung here in Taiwan. And uh, I joined the action team there. And it was just really good timing because they just happened to pick up a double role that needed a wushu sword. <laughs> and it was funny because the action director was saying, um, Eddie Tai, he was saying that they 
haven't had this kind of a demand <laughs> for that in a really long time. And I just happened to be there. And so that's that was like my first gig, um, which was so much fun. And then I just, you know, I just kind of naturally kept going on with the team, learning about rigging, um, learning about, you know, stunts, action, you know, camera work, all that stuff. You know, I was just watching and learning and doing. And then, yeah, it just happened yeah. naturally. Did you have any uh, role models in terms of a martial arts acting scene, uh, particularly females? Or, uh, you know, were you a fan of Jet Li, Jackie Chan? And, and oh, yeah, guys? definitely. Definitely um, a big fan of um, Jet Li, Jackie Chan, Michelle Yeoh, Donnie Yen. Like, each of them brings so much to the table, but I like it that they all have their own sort of unique qualities. Mm-hmm. Like, I really like how Jackie Chan is more, like, comical about it. And then I like um, Jet Li's, how he's so technical, um, his like wushu and, you know, his form and Donnie and speed. And Michelle Yeoh, she's like an amazing actress as well. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I feel most martial artists and people in this industry look up to, you know, these guys. Being that you were a wushu practitioner, did you uh, uh, hold Jet Li up a little bit higher because he was a wushu guy or anything like that? I do feel like I did. Yeah, definitely. You know, I really loved um, Hero. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I think just the, the colors and the the gracefulness, the fluidity is it was just so beautiful. And that was actually one of the um, inspirations for, I did this uh, 4K resolution, like sort of video. Um, James Fung was the director for that. And it was kind of, we kind of melded that Hero looking um, kind of aspect to it so I did wushu through um, several different like silk backgrounds sort of so definitely yeah very inspired by that that movie and that look awesome. all right now you were born and raised in Virginia right you moved to Beijing I believe yes and now you're living are you living in the Philippines or in Taiwan uh, um I am living in both we're on the move you are Kali okay. <laughs> has been on six plane rides She's six months already. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a good traveler. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, and uh, yeah, speaking of the Philippines, you do speak better Tagalog than I do. And uh, that's a shame on my part, but. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you, do you not speak at all or? <laughs> I do speak it when I really have to. Um, I probably have the uh, vocabulary level of like a third grader. Um <laughs> I can understand it without any problems. It's it's forming the words because if you don't practice it every day, it becomes harder and harder to get your mouth to do to make those sounds. Yeah, I'm still uh, working on that. <laughs> I'm still working on that. Sometimes when I like say things, people people are just like snickering, like "What is she saying?" It's just uh, you know, I say tagalog. <laughs> <laughs> hear that all the time that's funny but you had a video uh that i saw and this is a while ago but you were singing a song in tagalog and you were singing it like you had been singing tagalog all the time it was very well done oh thank you thank you um that song i picked it because it was hard and i picked it because it was hard so i could learn it wow um i could learn tagalog <laughs> and um yes it's it's still definitely a big 
big learning process and I need <laughs> to work on this. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, when you are learning Tagalog, are you learning it phonetically or are you are you learning the meanings of the words first and then, you know, working through the pronunciation? Um I'm I'm learning it more uh through like these like language books. So it's so some of it is phonetic, but some of it's yeah. more like trying to learn like more conversational stuff. And then I have people around me sort of help help out with that. Uh, and then I try to watch, you know, some uh, Filipino movies or Filipino dramas to sort of pick it up. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's 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 been it's been a bit difficult, but you know, I'm working uh, working on it. Um, I, it's 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 helpful though that people in the Philippines always speak Taglish, so I pretty yes. much understand anything thing and everything because there's always that one <laughs> one english word that pretty much you know describes everything <laughs> <laughs> right 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 that's good <laughs> so what is the draw then to living and working out east for you i mean here in asia it's just i feel like it's just so much more dynamic so much more is like moving and changing like the pacing and i feel like there's <laughs> kind of in a weird way it's like there's less rules here mm. so there's more things that you kind of do like diy there's more like flexibility i mean of course like it would be nice to have more structure um in terms of like unions and all that but i think that on the flip side uh, not having the such uh, scheduled or such um unionized all this stuff it's like you kind of can kind of test yourself at doing more stuff that's on the spot, which it kind of tests your skills more, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Sure. Um, sure. It's definitely good and bad, and I, I definitely think that there's um, a lot of, like, improvement that can be uh, made in terms of, you know, having a set schedule and time and, you know, enough rehearsals to get everything just right, which we try to do in our own productions. But in other productions, just doesn't happen. I think it just makes a really good training ground. <laughs> really good training ground, yeah. Mm, yeah. Sink or swim, for sure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of all of that, uh, in addition to the acting uh, and the producing, you're also doing fight choreography. So uh, I understood you were a fight choreographer for the Trigonal. Mm -hmm. What did you bring to the table when you were tasked with bringing that action to life on the screen? Um, so I had a really awesome team. So in the team, there's several different, you know, types of martial arts, martial artists. And so I would draw from uh, different martial artists to meld together what, you know, what we could use for the choreography. But also it was really important that the actors that we use were also martial artists. So all the choreography is really based on how we can showcase, you know, the actual actor um, doing things that was like uh, the most realistic for them. And then based on that, we would sort of, you know, you know, work in the story and uh, uh, the choreography and the, and the, the camera, the camera movement. I mean, I think I think it was it was it was just a really cool because it was kind of like a like a melting pot of ideas as well because all the different styles melded mm -hmm. together, and uh, yeah, I think that's what sort of made it uh, more realistic. It was just the the actors themselves. Yeah, 
Now, when you're putting that kind of thing together, are, are you more concerned about making it authentic or making it visually dynamic on the screen? Uh, you know, because that's a that's got to be a a pretty delicate balance, right? Oh, yeah, it's definitely a delicate balance. It is a balance. So you can't really say one or the other. Sometimes for it to look authentic, you you don't do the I mean, you, you never do the actual move for it to look, you know, visually dynamic on the screen. Right. So, yeah, you never do the actual move, but you kind of draw from the actual move and then you move the camera and the actor to make it look visually dynamic on the screen. So the fact that the actor understands why and what he's doing in the movement is uh, the most important for the authenticity. And then you just use, you know, movie magic to make it look like what it's supposed to. <laughs> Who would you credit as your influences in terms of how you put together the fight choreography? You know, I wouldn't, I would just say that um, I was, it's sort of more organic. I feel like um, I wasn't really thinking uh, along the lines of mirroring a certain type of fight, uh, a certain mm. movie or a certain peg. It was kind of more like what was in the script and what was what were the actors' skills kind of drew upon. And then it just kind of, it was just kind of organic, I feel like, for the fight choreography. Because, you know, we'd all, we, would come out with, we would come out with moves and there's also, you know, every martial artist always has their special their special stuff, you know, their special moves. Right. <laughs> right. So like, it's, it's kind of like, yeah, oh, show me what you got. Let's see what's, what's up. You know, like, would it be cool if we did this? Or would it be cool with that? You know, it's kind of like we, uh, it's more like a conversation. Yeah. It's say, and then, mm. um, once we, well, once we've gathered some of the, uh, special moves, I'd say, then we, uh, you know, take a look at how to make it flow through the story. When you think back on the movie, uh, was there a particular uh, sequence where when you finally saw it on screen, you were like, damn, that was hot. Um, I really enjoyed, uh, there is a scene in the bar. <laughs> There's like this bar scene. And I think the way that I set it up in my, the way that I set it up in my head and then the way it came out was, was what I was thinking. That's awesome. So that's why that, that scene I felt like was um, like more, yeah, well put together. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice when you get that uh, when you get that full realization of what you were envisioning, right? Yes, and also, oh, sorry, I just want to. There is one scene, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu scene. Cool. Like it just looked so artistic in a way. Like the way it was just. Um, usually, you don't do a whole scene of only Brazilian jiu-jitsu because it just looks like two guys rolling around. <laughs> right <laughs> but we did that we did that and that was really cool because it was uh gus liam he's a, a purple belt in brazilian jiu-jitsu and ian ignacio who's also practicing brazilian jiu-jitsu himself mm. so the two of them you know really really went at it and everything was very technical there were no uh you know arm bars there were no rear naked chokes there's no like uh traditional moves that you see it was all like special stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, back to the production side of things. We, you talked about circle of bones at the top of the show. Uh, I, I think that's a horror, right? Yes. Cool. Is it a horror with action uh, in it or is it, 
uh, a case where you you guys are, are working to showcase other styles that you're interested in working on? Um, there are there's a very limited action mm. in Circle of Bones, but it's more of a um, trying to work on a different different type of genre and trying to push uh, sort of push the acting and you know tell them of an interesting interesting story i suppose that's awesome where is that in production right now um actually that is in post so actually it should be coming it should be uh completed very soon uh we're just working on you know uh vfx and and sound now but the movie itself is is already you know cut so uh, yeah i'm really i'm really excited about it i'm really definitely excited about that very cool we'll be watching out for that then uh, i know you're just coming back from the u.s uh, i believe your sister was getting married yes yes my <laughs> sister my sister just got married congratulations cheryl and chris <laughs> <laughs> that's cool um speaking of being out in the u.s are you actively looking to do uh, more work in hollywood by any chance yes Yes, very much so. In fact, right now, you know, I just completed my acting reel and I'm very actively looking for um, agents in Hollywood um, cool. and, yeah, hope hope to represent the Asian-American scene. <laughs> Have you worked in Hollywood extensively already or no? Uh, at the moment, I did work just on If You Saw the Teacher yes mm-hmm. and yes so i've not worked that much but you know getting there getting there <laughs> cool cool well what do you think of the the two uh the two worlds working out east and then working in hollywood it's got to be a really different set of rules for both oh yeah most definitely i mean that set was so you know like i was saying it's so well put together it's so well planned out you know um although of course um, you know, in film, anything can happen. But um, I felt that it was just, um, it makes it much more relaxed, I think, for the actor. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Fair point. It's <laughs> relaxed. I mean, I just, you know, can focus more Yeah. what I need to focus on. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned uh, Asians in Hollywood, uh, representing Asians. Uh, always a good thing, uh, Asian representation is uh, is getting there, particularly with, with things like Crazy Rich Asians coming out and shows like Warrior and Wu Assassins on TV. But is there more that can be done? Uh, are you willing to be part of that next step to push it to the next level? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's definitely a lot more that can be done. I mean, um, just lately the screenwriter for Crazy Rich Asians, <laughs> um, her salary being one-tenth of her you know, Caucasian counterpart is not cool. <laughs> um, there's definitely, yeah, a lot more that can be done. And yeah, anything that I can um, promote or to help, you know, the change, you know, it's, it's, it's just, just beginning, you know, and it's just, you know, tip of the iceberg that we, of things we can do to make Asians, you know, more seen in Hollywood and to be portrayed, you know, and, you know, not the Mickey Rooney style. <laughs> I mean, I know we're way past that, but I know there's still people, you know, I know that there's still this, it's, it still goes on. It still goes on, sure. you sure. know, it still goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, I, I hope to see you as part of that change for sure. 
Yes. All right. So I've kept you a while. Let's do a lightning round. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but uh, uh, Vince sat through it. So uh, I'm sure you'll be able to handle it. Okay. I hope so. <laughs> you're ready. Right. Uh, okay. Here we go. Uh, about how many diapers will a baby go through in their first year? <sighs> A million billion. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Close. Only about 3,000. So. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Um, Speaking of 3,000, what number do you think you're on currently? (laughs) I'd say uh, 500. (laughs) It's 500 too many. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) Too many. (laughs) Uh, what's the weirdest food craving you had while you were pregnant oh pancakes that's not weird is that weird oh it's not weird but (laughs) that's all i can think about pancakes and pancakes (laughs) okay (laughs) all right uh rank these foods in order american food chinese food filipino food oh chinese american filipino sorry okay (laughs) uh have you had balut yes you have yes what did you think? I'm not. I'm not fond of. I'm not fond of when you can feel the, the feet, and the wings. <laughs> that part, no, not so much. That's like the, That's a gag factor for me. It's like, oh, <laughs> the taste is fine. Taste yeah. is fine. It's it's more the the parts. Yeah. And you break them down. Yeah. That's awesome. Good for you. I haven't had one in a long time, but good for you. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Uh, you versus Vincent Soberano in a diaper changing contest. Oh, me. For sure. <laughs> Although he's, uh, you know, not saying that he doesn't do his part. He does his part. <laughs> but, right. I mean, this guy, you know, I'm the master. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Uh, last question. And I told you I would quiz you, so hopefully you'll get it right without too much prodding. But what is your favorite podcast about kung fu martial arts movies tv and entertainment oh i think it's called something like kung fu driving (laughs) podcast sounds good (laughs) awesome all right so um tell me then what's coming next from sarah chang what's coming next from sarah chang um blood hunters will be launched by the end of the year circle of bones hopefully shortly after I hope for early next year. Producer hat, hoping. Cool. Um, and yes, you can always follow me at Starring Sarah Chang on Facebook or Instagram and StarringSarahChang.com. Very cool. I know the Trigonal is supposed to get some uh, release soon too. Yes, Trigonal has been released um, in several countries, uh, I believe. Philippines, obviously. And then it's uh, been released in Taiwan, South Korea... I believe Africa and there's a couple more countries that have, that it has actually uh, been released in. Okay. So I'm just waiting for that U S release, but not yet. Not yet. U S. Okay. Very cool. Sarah, thank you so much for taking some time out to talk. Uh, I know it's early there in the morning, uh, but uh, really great to have had you on. I'm so happy to have finally talked to you. Uh, I know I, uh, I spoke with a, a few of your colleagues, Maria Tran out in Australia uh, mentioned you. Oh, she's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were talking about uh, you being um, uh, in their their documentary, Femme Fatales. So, um, very glad that uh, you were able to come on the show. Thank you so much. Best of luck with uh, Baby Kali. Best of luck with Circle of Bones and uh, all the other work that you have going on. I hope to see more of your work very, very soon. So, thank you so much for taking some time out. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for the interview. I really enjoyed it. Sincere thanks to Sarah Chang for hopping on the show with me. In addition to full-time mommy duties, she's training, producing, and action directing, so I absolutely appreciate all her time. And some of that time is going to be hitting the screen soon with the wider release of Bloodhunters, The Trigonal, and soon Circle of Bones, so be on the lookout for all that goodness. You can follow Sarah on all her socials, at Starring Sarah Chang on Instagram, at Sarah Chang Wushu on Twitter, and her website, StarringSarahChang.com. Now, all those links are going to be in the show notes, so definitely stop by and let her know that you heard her here on the Kung Fu Driving Podcast. And don't forget to follow me on all my socials as well. And if you're on Twitter, check out the hashtag Castaways for some of my podcast brothers and sisters who are also putting out some great shows. So until next time, Poison Clan, peace. Poison Clan rocks the world. Shouting monks on the hands, running down the thousand stairs. The fate of Lee Khan, now's in King Yu's hands. With the fearless idea, roaming over the land. Yeah, the little bit soldier is old, otherwise, he wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight. Yo, got the venom mob laying down the law. Bruce Lee delivered kicks, guaranteed to raise jars. Fight for the cars, then pause here, the applause. Not the end back kicks will defeat the outlaws. Very good, but boards don't hit back. Yeah, the death jewels here, David is coming back. The Tai Chi master, Jetley's even faster. The child a little drink because he is the drunken master. Once upon a time in China, Rosamund Kwan is real fine, but see, Maggie chose his spine. Golden Swallow has arrived. Chan Chi movies will the hero will survive. We've got the brave archer make his way to the top of the mountain, gonna fight, may as well pick the spot. Yeah, the sky goes black, cause the vampire's back. We've got Lam Ching Ying to kill them all, so stand back. You place the black magic on the soul of the sword, and our sword will travel until his body's on floors. Yeah, Wing Chun Shaolin and Manti style. Yeah, the Feed the enemy and watch him run for miles Blood will spill now on the mountain tops When we bring back the soul of the legendary pops Walk to the tea house, belly for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war We smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, belly for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war, we smash the place up with a dragon claw. See it's a game of death yo, you're facing the big boss It's once upon a time in China counting the TikTok The Shogun assassin slashing blood is just drip drop The head kick, neck drop, balance the bone stop Wanna kill Bill, better get the assassins He's got Irma just in yellow but she is in the dragon but in the tea rooms That's where it'll happen, she got the bodies on the floor When the blood it'll splatter against the wall No fear at all, to kill them all There's always blood spilled when you head into a war Fearless Unleashed The fist of legend that the car jet I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast You rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumbling the streets And it's simple, see the facts are these It's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee Walk into the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's warm To smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine